What's up, guys? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, I'm going to bring you through on how to get guaranteed fat loss. Not weight loss. I'm talking about fat loss. There was a new study that just came out this week on how the average um, American, I think 50% of an average American has gained 29 pounds, an average of 29 pounds. And millennials gained 40 pounds. And guess what? I was one of those people, all right? I was I was a part of that millennial group. Even though I know exactly on how to not gain weight and how to lose weight and all that, I still I still got caught up in the COVID uh, situation of gaining the 40 pounds. And then today's podcast, I'm going to bring you through on how to get rid of the weight if you did gain the weight. Now, if you have a family or friend member that gained weight throughout the COVID, you, I want you to share this podcast with them. I'm going to make this podcast super, super simple and not scientific to help you help somebody and help yourself, okay? Now, I gained 40 pounds over COVID. I purposely want to gain a little bit of weight and put a little more muscle on, which I did. But after doing that, I only want to put 15 pounds on. But after that, I ended up putting up an additional 25 pounds. A couple of weeks ago, I went on Instagram and I told people, oh my God, guys, I gained a lot of weight. And what I noticed after gaining the weight is that I became very insecure. And what I mean by insecure is that I didn't want to make videos anymore. I didn't want to make podcasts anymore. I didn't want to see people in person because I started to gain so much weight. I can't even fit my clothes anymore. And what I told them is I was like, I noticed that I started to hide from people and hide my passion and not be my true self because I was embarrassed about the weight I gained. So immediately I said, but that stops today. I'm going to show you my whole fat loss journey. I'm going to drop 40 pounds by June or July, and I'm going to walk you through all the tips and tricks because I know what really causes fat loss and fat gain. I had challenges in high school. I mean, um, in high school and college, my whole life will wait. And I would be the most active person out of all my friends and family members. And I will always be the chunkiest one. Always. I had friends and family members who ate more than me and would not gain as much as weight as I would if I just eat just the little bit of things I'm going to tell you what causes fat gain. So since making that video three weeks ago, I'm down seven pounds of fat right now. All right, so I'm already down almost 10 pounds. I'll be done by Friday. I should be around uh, 10 pounds. And within four days from now, I should be around 10 pounds down. In college, I discovered what I'm about to share with you. Now, in my humble opinion, I think there's a lot of conflict with this in the fitness industry for the simple fact of number one, the people who will argue with you with this are people who never really truly were had weight gain issues their whole life or weight issues. That's number one. Number two, the people who will argue what I'm about to say right now are people who are scientifically hypnotized. Okay? And I'll get into that why I say this. And then number three, it's really for financial gain on why people don't want you to know this, all right? So I'm going to share a big, big, big secret. In college, I after hurting my back, I gained 70 pounds. I went from a 240-pound football player 
injured my spine, career ended, went up to 300 pounds. I gained 70 pounds in two months. In 2020 to now, 2021, within one year, I gained 40 pounds. These are drastic numbers that we're talking about here. Gaining 70 pounds in two months was crazy. And even gaining 40 pounds in a year is really bad and crazy. I asked my professor, I went to school for movement science. So we studied nutrition, physical therapy, strength and conditioning. I asked my professor, why did I gain so much weight so fast? He told me with what science manipulated and hypnotized people would tell you, and people who were in it for financial gain, that I was eating too many calories. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, well, if I'm 300 pounds, I went up to 300 pounds. It says that I should be eating 4,500 calories to maintain my weight. And if I go over 4,500 calories and I gain weight, he goes, that's correct. I said, bro, I'm not eating nowhere near 4,500 calories. He goes, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I get an argument with him. And what I decided to do is use uh, my science project to prove him wrong. Every every time you go to university, you have like a research project or a major project that you have to do, which is like a 20-page paper and presentation. For us, it was a 20-page paper and a presentation. It was a research project we had to do. And it could be about physical therapy, nutrition, or strength and conditioning. But it had to be a study that you do. And I decided to do a study on me. And in this study, what I decided to do is it was a 16-week study. And the first eight weeks... I would take pictures of my food, track all my food, and weigh myself every Friday with him. And while I weighed myself, we had technology and we had a science lab where you could take my weight in a bipod. Basically, it takes your body fat. It's like a very expensive machine that gets details on how much fat you have in your body. For the first eight weeks, I decided to do a calorie in, calorie out diet. Like he told me to, because he told me that I should, in eight weeks... I should be able to lose 16 pounds based on me being on a caloric deficit, meaning taking calories out of my diet. I said, okay, I'll do that. I tracked every single calorie to the point where I wasn't eating in the cafeteria. The cafeteria gave me free food based on my scholarship. What I decided to do is immediately start buying my own food so I can track, I can accurately track all the calories I was eating. In eight weeks, I dropped three pounds. Now, here's how this works. I had to track everything. I had to have a witness who um, witnessed me eat each meal. Um, And then I had to go to the gym four times a week. And he had to check me into the the student uh, fitness center, which our classroom and science research lab was right by. And he had to watch me work out as proof. So there was no gimmick of me not really uh, given effort on trying to lose the weight. I lost three pounds in eight weeks. The next eight weeks, I said, okay, Dr. S, it didn't work your way. I only lost three pounds. He goes, well, you were inaccurately counting your calories and things. And I said, I'm telling you, I was not. Like, I have pictures. You had to take pictures, track everything, and report it every day. He saw that I was doing that. He knew I had a witness. He saw me doing my cardio. And I told him, I think it's bigger than calories in, calories out. Now, is there truth to calories in, calories out? Absolutely. 
But I think my body's not allowing me to be using calories in, calories out due to hormones. And he said, impossible. I said, Dr. S, you know what I've learned? He said, what? I said, you know when you get you prescribe insulin to somebody, immediately they gain 15 to 20 pounds without changing their diet. He didn't say anything. I said, some people in this world are, have higher levels of insulin, meaning if their levels of insulin are higher, they can use, they take carbohydrates and convert them to fat a lot of faster. He said, no, as long as they're in a caloric deficit, they use that fat again for energy. I said, well, you've seen the last six, I mean, uh, eight weeks, right? I didn't lose any weight. I only lost three pounds. I was, lo- I was supposed to lose t- 16. I said, someone that does lose a 16 is probably someone who has good levels of insulin, a proper way of their insulin and their hormones and cortisol levels work. Obviously, it's not for me, and now I think I know why my whole life I would be the most active person on my any football team, basketball team, in my family, anywhere, and, I, and I, I couldn't get lean. So what I did is, for the next eight weeks, I manipulated insulin. Now, for those that are listening, insulin is a fat-storing hormone. Insulin shoots up when we eat food. If you want to rate insulin on a scale of 1 to 10 on how much it shoots up, the, there's three macronutrients that influence insulin. And, three, and these macronutrients are usually are in all foods. They make up food. Carbohydrates is the number one thing that spikes insulin. So on a scale of 1 to 10, carbohydrates, can, can it's a 10, right? Some things, some fruits... Some vegetables will only spike insulin a three out of 10, if you want to scale it. But potatoes, rice, bread, these things spike insulin 10 out of 10. Protein can spike insulin. And protein usually can spike insulin anywhere from a two to five. But the leaner the protein, the more the spike of insulin you're going to get. The fattier the protein, the less insulin spike you're going to get. So lean chicken breast is going to spike it probably, let's say, like a 4 or 5 out of 10. But ground beef will only spike it probably 2 or 3 out of 10. The more healthy fats and the more um, amino acids a protein has, the longer it takes to digest and the lower the levels of insulin will be after eating that meal. So let's get back to this. And then fats is the last one. Fats are like nuts, fats are in like olive oil, butter, fat spike insulin, zero out of 10, zero out of 10. So immediately I knew I want to, I want to manipulate my insulin. Now, guess what doesn't, guess what another thing that doesn't spike insulin at all. If, if I'm eating, if I wake up in the morning and I eat carbs, what happens? If I eat um, eggs, bacon, and cheese on a bagel, I'm eating protein, fat, and carbohydrates. I'm spiking insulin all across the board. Some people can eat a meal high in carbs and insulin only be high for two to three hours and then immediately it drops after two, three hours. Anytime the brain sees insulin high in the blood, it never uses its own body fat for energy. It doesn't use your fat for energy. It doesn't need to and it can't. It scientifically can't because insulin being present in the body, especially at high levels, doesn't allow the body to use body fat for energy. The only way you can turn body fat for energy on 
is if insulin levels drop. Why didn't we learn this when it comes out to losing weight? Why immediately we're forced to do more exercise, right? And I'll tell you why as we get as we continue to do this. So what I did is I had a game plan. While I learned that, I learned that some people have history of just so much high levels of insulin that they never had low insulin. So I learned that intermittent fasting, not eating, would naturally just lower insulin because if you're not eating anything, what happens? Your body drops insulin. And what does your body use for energy then? Body fat. So I started intermittent fasting. And immediately, the first couple of days, I was super hungry. For the simple fact is I just started to intermittent fast. And my body was so used to carbohydrates as energy. Now I'm using all my own body fat for energy. And now I'm not as hungry anymore for the next couple of days. I combined it intermittent fasting with a low-carbohydrate diet. Why? Because if I don't spike insulin when I do start eating, insulin levels are always going to be low. So when I do go back into fasting, my body taps right back into burning fat. So I'm not hungry. I'm satisfied after eating. I'm not, I don't have food cravings. I don't have any of that. So my meals will look, I will get a George Foreman grill. I will make my own like little burgers on the George Foreman grill. I would make, um, I would put these, This I was in college at the time, so I would put this broccoli in the microwave, which you never want to use a microwave, but I was in college, I didn't know any better. And I would put um, a little bit of cheese on top of it and then take the burgers or, or, or ground turkey and put it on top, eat that. And then I will have like a power zero, there was zero sugar, trying to get myself um, I used to drink a lot of like Gatorades and stuff. I was trying to get myself from drinking that kind of stuff to drinking no sugar and no, because I don't want to spike insulin and, sh- and blood sugar be crazy. What I would do is I wake up in the mornings on an empty stomach, intermittent fasting, and I would do 30 minutes of just walking on the treadmill at the school gym. Then I would go to all, my, all my classes. And then in between that, I would make sure I'm hydrated. I would make sure I drink a gallon of water. At 1 p.m., I'll break my fast. And when I break my fast, I always kept my carbs low. I found fun chips that were only like 10 10 grams of carbs a serving. I was still eating like little, I was eating like a college kid at the end of the day. And then um, after eight weeks, I dropped 20 pounds. 20 pounds. Dr. S was blown away. I did a 20-page paper on it and I presented um, the project and everybody was just super like blown away about like how I lost the weight. By the time I presented the paper, I was down 40 pounds because I did my study after doing my 16 week study. I had to do the paper and things like that. So I had like another four to five weeks to get everything done. And I was, I just dropped all the fat. So what happened was from, uh, 2020, when I first came to Los Angeles last year and last March, I went to change my diet up a little bit. I wanted to gain a little bit of size. I wanted to put a little bit of muscle on. And for some reason, I came across a lot of research on the importance of prebiotics in your diet. Um, And I was having some gut issues. So what I first started doing is drinking a lot of goat milk for probiotic, raw goat milk. And it was helping me so much. And everything went awesome for me. But then what I started to do is I started to, um, I started to overdo it with the berries. Like I will make a I start to learn prebiotics, which are in uh, blueberries, avocado, bananas, 
And I'm like, I want to combine the prebiotics with the probiotics. My body didn't need so much prebiotics. I just needed the probiotics. So what I'll do is I started drinking a smoothie. I will put the goat milk with berries in a blender. It was delicious. And I put a little granola on top after, and I'll drink that. Then what I noticed is I will get super hungry like two hours later. So I'll have another one. And then I'll get super hungry. And then I wanted to sweet potatoes um, have a little bit of um, prebiotics in it as well. After doing this for about a, two weeks, I gained 10 pounds. I cannot make this up. Now, if you know any better, I weighed all my stuff with these drinks. But if you know any better, berries, you have to eat a lot of berries to be overeating. Like berries, are, you can get a lot of berries for like 50 calories. You can eat a whole lot of berries. So I will have two of these drinks. These drinks will be equivalent to 500 calories total. And then I will have like a sweet potato, which would be another 150 calories. And then I will have like my chicken and my ground beef and my ground turkey. And I was, I, and then I will walk every day in Los Angeles. The gyms were first, when I first got here, they're closed. So I will walk uh, 10,000 steps and I'll do my workout at home and everything was going pretty good. I gained 10 pounds. Now I was like, oh, maybe I just gained 10 pounds as water weight. So my goal was to get lean and shredded um, and muscular um, on a high-carb diet. And I really, I was like, you know what? I have the attention span. I don't have any, you know, my business closed in New York. I have a little bit of time to try to just work on my own diet and see if I can actually finally lose weight just counting my calories. At the same time of having that want, I did have an addiction. I became addicted to these smoothies. I became addicted to the carbohydrates. And I didn't want to go back on like eating meats and low carb and I was addicted. The reason why I got addicted is because I started to fire up a fungal infection. Um, anytime you eat more carbohydrates than your body can handle, you have yeast in the body that will overconsume, and it will create fungus infections in the body. And I created a fungal infection myself and I was unaware. First thing a fungal infection would do is they make you crave sugar or carbohydrates. It's the first thing. So... Um, I started to get addicted to it. After two months, I gained like 15 pounds. And I was like, well, maybe it's healthy. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to make a video on how I gained 15 pounds and how I'm going to, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get ripped to like 180 now on a high carb diet. And I, <laughs> I was tracking all my food throughout the days and I was showing Instagram everything I ate. I did the calculations and everything. And I went from 215 to 222. And I'm like, damn, I'm gaining weight still. I'm like, yo, how am I gaining weight? And I'm telling Reed, like, look, I'm not even eating. I'm gaining a lot. I'm gaining weight. I'm in a caloric deficit. And um, immediately when I got around 220, I started to get health issues. And I got a little worried. I, I got really, I started to get dizzy. My sex drive disappeared. I had no desire for sex. Um... I started to get real cold. I started to always just like, I was struggling with just being cold, especially my hands and my feet. Um, I was nauseous and I had major fatigue. Oh my God, I couldn't do anything. If you have been on Be Great With Nate or if you've been on my YouTube channel, you notice that I disappeared for a couple months at a time, you know? Um, and I was trying my best to be consistent, but oh man, I would wake up, train clients on Zoom, for like three hours, four hours, and then I'm I'm done for the day. I'm really done. I went, I would drink a smoothie, lay on the couch, and I was just done. It was it was a bad time for me. 
So I start to feel really dizzy. And then I start throwing up. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? I was drinking these kombuchas. And one day I drank a kombucha. And I just threw up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible, man. Like, what is going on with me? So I told my girl, I was like, look, if this continues, I'm going to have to go to the doctor here. And I haven't been in the doctor in four years. So one day I went to go stand up and I got so lightheaded, I had to sit down. And as I'm sitting down, my head is just spinning. Like I didn't even do anything. I just stand up. And I was so dizzy that it, it made me very worried. So I went to the doctor. And I had to spend like $400, $200 on the visit, $200 on blood work. And I asked him to do blood work. And he did the blood work. I got it back and immediately came back. Um, I was a pre-diabetic. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I'm a pre-diabetic. I'm working out more now than I did before COVID because I have all the time to myself now to just work out, train, eat in a caloric deficit, and I was like, damn, I'm a pre-diabetic. So what I started to notice is, um, so for those that don't know, pre-diabetic is when your blood sugars are just so high that your blood sugars are going to, usually pre-diabetes leads to weight gain, it's going to lead to type 2 diabetes immediately. So insulin levels just, if my insulin levels were just a little higher, like a point higher, I would be a type 2 diabetic. So what I learned is people can go in from being a pre-diabetic to a type 2 diabetic right after a meal and then fall right back into a pre-diabetic. That's what I learned in my experience. So I go home and I told V, I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a freaking pre-diabetic. I'm a, free, I'm, a, I'm a pre-diabetic. I said, it's the carbs that is making me get fat, man. I'm telling you. So the truth of the matter is I started to learn what made me gain the 20. I was at 225 now. Now I'm 25 pounds heavier. And um, immediately, I went in between, I went to the doctor visit on a Tuesday. This is a true story. I disappeared from social media when this was happening. At 2.20, I went to the doctor's at 2.25, sorry. I went at 2.25 on a Tuesday. A week later, he, the doctor called me in because he got my blood work. He wanted to see me. When I came in a week later, I was 2.32. I went up seven pounds. And it was freaky. It was freaky how that worked. So I went, and when I tell you, like, I have a witness that witnessed me eat. Like, I wouldn't eat a lot. And I was just, I was gaining so much weight, it was scary. So immediately I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me about, you know, what was going on. Uh, my blood work. So I, I looked at my blood work, and I started to do my own research on my blood work. And then I started to notice my irritable bowel syndrome came back, IBS. Irritable bowel syndrome, I started to have bloating, gas, digestive issues. I was going to the, I was taking a bowel, I had a bowel movement like seven times a day. Um, I was dizzy, my eyes were puffy, um, my skin started to get um, um, bumpy on my arms, pimples on my face. So then we go to New York, and when we went to New York, um, we went to New York for Ree's uh, TV show, Say by the Bell, came out, the reboot. Uh, we went from uh, to visit family, too. And um, when we were there, we had a dinner, and then we had um, Thanksgiving. So for both of those, what I decided to do 
is I decided to put myself in a situation to, sorry, I'm trying to do this podcast and someone's trying to get my attention through my phone right now. Um, So what I decided to do is when I went, I said, we're going to Whole Foods. I got to stay on a diet here because, yo, I'm gaining weight like crazy. So I said, look, I'm going to fast. I'm going to lower my carbs um, because I know Thanksgiving we're going to have food and I know um, um, we have a dinner with your, your agent. So I did exactly that. We had the dinner. Um, when we went to the dinner, we went to a Thai place. So I, I had a little bit of rice and some steak. And then for Thanksgiving, I had some turkey, a little bit of rice. I came back from Thanksgiving. Um, I went there at like 2.32. I came back at 2.37. I gained five pounds. And I'm over here yelling at my girlfriend. Like, look, I gained five pounds. Look, look what I'm doing. I'm just gaining weight. And she's like, yo, this is scary. Like, this is, I'm like, and when I went, her agents were making, not making fun of me, but like, they're like, Nate, this is all you're going to eat? Just a half a cup of rice with some steak or Nate and Thanksgiving, like, Nate, you're only going to have a little bit of rice, no mac and cheese, none of, you know, none of the good stuff. And I said, I can't, I would gain, I'm just gaining weight. I'm already insecure because I'm going to, I had to go shopping before going to New York because I couldn't fit none of my clothes. So I came back and then we, we, we were home and I'm chilling and I still, I noticed that I was having a little bit of sweet potato, whatever. I would just be gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight. End of the story, long story short, um, about three weeks ago, I stepped on a scale and I was 248. So I gained 50 pounds over COVID. I came here at 198. I came, I came to LA, so I gained 50 pounds. Now, swear to you, I'm not eating burgers every week. I'm not eating pizza. I don't do none of that. I spend, I'm going to be very transparent. I spend over $1,000 a month on food, organic food. I order from the number one farms in the world. I shop at the number one. Um, I shop at Irwan's. Do your research on Irwan's market in Los Angeles. I shop at Whole Foods. I'm shopping for 100% grass-fed beef and all this. But immediately, I'm just gaining all this weight. So a couple of weeks ago, I had to realize and tell myself the truth that I'm fat. And I'm like, bro, you're fat now. And I had to sit myself down and say, okay, I'm going to go on Instagram and let the whole world know that I'm fat. I'm done hiding. I got fat. I got man boobs. And I did that. I went on Instagram. I let everybody know. And then I said, now, the number one thing I went against, and this is going to be, I'm going to make a different podcast about it. I went against my own beliefs. I knew what was right for me and what worked. But I started to believe like, you know what, maybe there's just calories and calories out. Let me be more of a caloric deficit. Let me work out more. I was working out three times a day in the last four or five months. It was just terrible. So immediately what I did is like, I know exactly what caused this. My sex drive was gone. I was peeing like eight times an hour. No, I'm exaggerating. I was peeing like two times an hour. You can't go nowhere with me if I can't find the bathroom. I'm just peeing. I was just peeing so much. That's a pre-diabetic. That's like a diabetes thing. Um, and I start, I, I got so fat around my belly and my chest, which is another sign of diabetes, pre-diabetes metabolic syndrome is what it's called. I couldn't sleep at night. I was having sleeping issues. Um, I, I had a, I had a fungus on my toe in a college and then I got rid of it. And then it came naturally with diet because I stopped feeding the fungus in the body. And then it came right back as soon as I started increasing my carbs. So 
I did the same thing right now than I did in college. I lowered the hell out of my carbs. I eliminated all starches. I cannot eat a starch. I noticed that starches just get you fat. And starches are actually man-made. Starches are like potatoes, bread, rice. Those are all man-made things. So I went on Instagram three weeks ago and I said, okay, I'm about to show you how I'm about to drop all this weight. I'm about to really show you. Now they like people in Instagram, like, man, shut your ass up. You failed like seven times. <laughs> you failed like seven times, bro. You ain't gonna lose no weight. So immediately what I did is I had to tell myself the truth. Number one, I had a fungal infection. I developed the fungal infection again. So I had to get all my anti-fungus um, things in here, herbs in here. Number two, um, I have to start in, um, throwing in intermittent fasting again. Number three, I got to eliminate all carbs. All carbs. Besides, I do need my green vegetable, I mean my green leafy greens. So like I have like spinach one day, arugula the next day, mixed greens the next day. And my body doesn't do well with just pure chicken breast. I need fatty meat. I need a ribeye. I need ground beef. That meat fools me up for the rest of the day. So guaranteed fat loss. You want to lower your insulin levels. Number one, you do that by lowering your carbohydrates. You do that by lowering, I mean, and, and, and start incrementing some type of fasting, intermittent fasting. First, do the low carb. You do the low carb for like a week. And what happens is it will be easier to fast because you're going to notice you're not even that much, you're that hungry. Number two. You start tracking your food on the app Lose It. L-O-S-E-I-T. Lose It is an app that you can use to start tracking your food. Okay? Start tracking your food. And you want to make sure you don't go over, I say start off, don't go over 70, 80 grams of carbs at the first couple weeks. And you'll start seeing your weight just drop. And if you see yourself come to a, a, a plateau, then you go about 60. But I'm saying don't go too extreme. You don't have to go keto. 70, 80 is like the money shot from that I figure out with me and my clients. All right. So lower your carbohydrates um to around that 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 okay. Exercise, strength exercise three times a week. Lunges, push-ups, um, squats, um, um, I'm not gonna say sit-ups, alternate V-ups, Swiss ball work. Um, I'll be create I have some videos on my YouTube. Um, Nate Ortiz, be great with Nate on YouTube. You can you can watch. Um, you can go on my Instagram and get some tips on be great with Nate. Um, so you can get some tips from there as well. Um, or you can just figure find your own workout program. Do something where you train muscles three times a week. Every time you three to four times. Anytime you don't work out, walk for an hour. I don't care what the day is about. I don't care if you're in Toronto and it's freezing. Go walk for an hour. Go walk. If you can't walk. Outside, and you got a, a treadmill in the house or a treadmill in the building, move the body. Walking is the number one medicine. Especially when you walk on a low carb or you're intermittent fasting, your body's just burning any little sugar you have, and then your body starts burning body fat. I've done this so many times, I can help anyone get in shape. The problem was, I was helping everybody in this world get in shape. I was telling everybody what to do, and I wasn't doing it. I wasn't a practitioner. And anytime I'm not a practitioner about something, I disappear from trying to be. A practitioner or a coach. So I won't go on podcasts and make a podcast or YouTube and try to make a YouTube. I won't do none of that shit because I'm like, I'm faking it right now. I ain't even doing it. So I'm not going to tell somebody else to do it. But when people are signed up for my programs, they're already made and they get the results. So from there, 
I decided to put myself in a case where I can go and I, I have a gym now, which is, you know, good. So I train three, four times a week in my gym. I do my cardio. Okay. So we have the, uh, we lower the, the insulin by intermittent fasting and lowering your carbohydrates. Number one, number two, we're tracking our food. Now, when the insulin is low, calories in, calories out are now allowed to work the way they're supposed to. It's like you open that door now. But insulin being high, it doesn't allow the law of calories in, calories out to work because insulin, you just, you just, it's all about calories in when insulin's high. Okay. So now you want to track your, your calories. But what you're going to notice, the best thing you're going to notice right now is you're naturally just going to be in a caloric deficit. But you must track, but you're most likely going to be in a caloric deficit for the simple fact that you're going to just be full. So if you have 4,000 calories to eat like I did um, when I was 300 pounds, supposedly, I was just so full that I was only eating like 2,000, 2,500. I was just satisfied. Another thing I want you to do is increase your protein intake. Most people that have like uh, cravings uh, for carbohydrates or weight gain issues, they don't eat enough protein. And protein burns fat. The reason why is because when you eat protein, it takes energy to break down protein. So your body breaks down 20 Five to thirty percent of the protein, the calories that come with the protein. So, a hundred calories of protein, you burn twenty-five to thirty calories of that, or of the hundred calories itself, just by by digesting the protein. So, increase the protein. Protein is going to fill you up, and protein is going to support muscle from not being burned. So, you don't want to lose if you your protein is super low and you start starving yourself. You start losing muscle and fat. You start looking slim and like how Fifty Cent did when he lost all his weight, like a crackhead. You don't want to look like that. So you want to keep your protein up. Another thing you want to do is I like to incorporate some healthy fats. I like to eat some avocado. I like to eat. I don't go crazy like keto people do and just go just start sucking down coconut oil. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. And then drink plenty of water. So a good meal for an example that I'll have today as I'll have uh, ground beef. I will cook ground beef and coconut oil to give it a little bit of flavor. I will weigh everything on a scale. I will put a big bowl. I'll take a, a two big handfuls of greens, put it in a bowl, take my ground beef, take six ounces of ground beef, put it in there. And then I would take an avocado, a half an avocado, slice it up, put it in there. And then I take my fork and I mix it all together. And then I would take, I'll drink some water before eating, making sure I have a cup of water in my gut. And then I would just start eating my food. If you're overweight, I suggest you to do two things. Number one, invest into a digestive enzyme. Because if you're overweight and you've been eating junk food your whole life, you do not have the digestive power to start digesting like like meat. That's why people go vegan, right? Because they don't have the digestive power to go to digest meat for the most part. Number two, it's important that you get these um, green vegetables in, these leafy vegetables, because they have natural enzymes in it to help you break down food, okay? So that's one meal I'll eat. Um, I'll eat that meal twice a day. Then I'll mix it up and throw salmon in there one day. Then I'll mix it up and throw ground uh, turkey in there one day. As a snack, I make sure I can have one snack a day, one thing, one thing I can enjoy, but it has to be high fat, very low carb, and that is just organic chocolate. I get Hue Organic Chocolate. It's um, 360 calories for the whole pack. It's only 30 grams of carbs for the whole day for me. So that mixed with all the little bit of things, because as you start adding things up, carbs add up. I'm only in like 50, 60 grams of carbs. It's a nice little treat for me. 
Sometimes I drink this little um this little um carbonated flavored water to help me out as well. Then I have now I have my energy, I have everything that I need back. If you have a fatty liver because you got obese, it's very easy to get a fatty liver these days. Or if you take a poop and you start seeing your poop be very fatty and oily, that's a huge sign that you need a, a digest. I mean, not only a digestive enzyme, you need ox bile. Means that your liver is not functioning well with your gallbladder on digesting fats in your diet. And if you're not doing that, you're always going to be hungry after eating. We can get if you got any questions with that, you can get in contact with my email that's in the description below. Because um, I don't want to confuse you or overwhelm you. So the moral of the story is if you want to lose weight, drop the carbohydrates, drop your insulin levels, and then start tracking your food. You're going to be less hungry. You're going to be less tired. You're going to be more energized. You're going to have way more muscle in your body. You're going to be feel better, think better. Everything is going to improve. In 1977, they changed the food pyramid to high carb when they used to be High protein, medium fat, low carb. They changed it around to high pro. I mean, high carb, moderate protein, low fat. And when they changed that around, cancer increased, obesity increased, like insanely increased. Over being people being overweight increased, fatty liver disease increased, ADD increased, ADHD increased, because we're over consuming junk food, especially junk food as far as junk carbohydrates. Overconsuming carbohydrates within itself, sugars, chips, cookies, and thick fats in food. Those two things, and then we're going to be in deficit of protein. People are not eating enough protein. And when you're not eating enough protein, you don't release serotonin in the brain. And serotonin is responsible for happiness and pleasure. And that's why when clinical trials show that one thing that all depressed people have in common is they have a, a deficiency in protein. Come on. How crazy is that? So I hope this podcast helped you. I gave you storytelling because I'm a practitioner of this. And I, 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 some of you probably go through the same thing I went through. I really wanted to help you as far as giving you as much free gems as I can. Now, this podcast is about to go on 40 minutes. Um, and it was all good information. But I can, if you have any questions, I'm trying to beat you to asking me questions by answering by digestive enzymes and things. But if you have any questions, you email me at begreatwithnate at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram at begreat. You know how I have begreatwithnate on um, my podcast? I can't get the with on Instagram. Somebody's using it. They only use the Instagram though. It's begreatwit, W-I-T, Nate. Okay? So you can hit me up on Instagram, DM me about any questions you have about fat loss or whatever. Or if you really want help on exactly what meats to get, how to make your protein, how to actually, uh, how to drink your coffee, how to do all that, how to actually really lose weight and lose the fat for good. I have a program that is the most affordable program on the market right now, okay? It's in the description. It's called Finally Lean. It's a fat loss and nutrition program. Not only do I teach you what I just taught you now, but I get even deeper teaching you this kind of stuff, okay? What foods not to eat, what, what foods you most likely have allergies to, everything you need to know. It took me two and a half years to make that, that, that program. It's at the most affordable rate. It's over 30 videos of a course that's formed into a program for you, okay? You can access that in the description below. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and if you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you can help me as far as just leaving a rating on the podcast, giving me a review so people out there that need this type of advice can find it as well. It can help us grow. I'm trying to help. I want to grow the Be Great With Nate community. I want to help more people. If you can, and if you felt like this was helpful to you as well, share it with a family and friend member, you know? Share it with a family and friend. Who needs to hear this? Let's get in shape. We're right now in March. I'm down seven pounds in three weeks. I'm predicted to be down 40 pounds by June, July. I'll be shredded by August. I'll be magazine ready by August. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.